What is cooking, everyone? This is scriptwriter Steve. You've reached my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Today is January 15th, 2021. It is currently 4 a.m. in the freaking morning right now, and here I am talking to you folks. I think I should be going to bed right about now, but I think I'll stay up an hour or so talking to you folks and giving you my opinion on everything. So guess what? Yesterday, I went to the movie theaters. I actually went and saw a movie. <laughs> I went to saw a movie here in Hawaii. I thought that would never happen. I think it's been like a year. I want to tell you about that entire experience, the movie that I saw, which wasn't that great. And then I want to tell you, I want to segue very smoothly into the media. Man, they have a relationship with the truth that <laughs> I think it rivals really bad screenwriting. You know, why can't you just be objective for a moment? I thought journalists are not supposed to be screenwriters. I keep complaining about that. You know, I'm not a, well, I keep telling, I'm not a professional journalist, right? But here I am reporting the news in a more professional way, more objective way than they are. That shouldn't happen. I'm a nobody. I'm a wedding planner. Well, I'm an out-of-work wedding planner. Well, maybe, maybe not so much anymore, but I was. And I'm a former screenwriter. And I'm a, back to, when you're former, you can, you, when you're former, you go back to aspiring, right? So then I'm an, now another aspiring writer again. Oh, what do I do here? What do I do? Okay, so I know what I have to do. I have to cut to commercial to pay the bill so I get those five cents. Oh, by the way, Everyone who's listening, thank you so much. Um, and if, you know, if you like me, you know, subscribe to me. It's called Barbecue Two Movies. Um, and you know, tell your friends. I've made a total of four dollars and five cents on Anchor. Uh, I know, I know, it's something to laugh about, but I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I'm just here talking at night, and I made four dollars. Pretty soon, you know, if Joe Biden doesn't raise the minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour. Uh, I can maybe afford like a Big Mac sandwich pretty soon or maybe an extra value meal over at McDonald's. Wait a minute. If I'm doing this, shouldn't I be getting paid $15 an hour? Huh. Maybe I should talk to Joe about that. All right. I'm going to cut to commercial now. I'll be right back. Alrighty, I am back. I'm ready to start talking about my entire movie experience over here in Hawaii. Now... Just to let you know, um, I'm going to be getting into spoilers for the movie which I saw, but before I get into there, um, I'll give you a warning. So just in case you want to see the movie that I saw and you don't want to hear anything um, about it, then I will tell you when it's, um, I'll get into it and then I'll tell you to stop the whole podcast. But um, so anyway, I think it's been you know close to a year, maybe not so much a year. I, I think I saw movies maybe up till February last year. And but it's been it's been too long since I've been into the movie theaters. And my friend uh, Pitmaster Keith, uh, who's my college buddy and also my co-pitmaster when I barbecue, yeah, we want we're really big movie people, so we wanted to go watch a movie. And finally, we saw we we went to go see uh, Monster Hunter starring Mila Jovovich and um, that who's that other guy um, Tony Jaw, and he was known for that movie. Um, Unbach. Remember, he was the guy who did Thai, I think Muay Thai fighting or something. And I think he was really mad that um, someone killed his elephant or pet elephant. I'm not sure. It's been a long time since I saw that movie. Um, I don't think the, the movie had much of a plot other than him kicking everyone's ass. And the, the thing with Monster Hunter, 
Same thing. Uh, you know, Mila Jovovich, I think her and her husband, you know, get together, get to get together to make these uh, movies out of video games. And Monster Hunter is based upon a video game. But before I get into that, okay, I'm not going to talk about the movie right now. I want to talk about my, my movie experience. So, so when we get there, uh, we're, we're told, of course, we have to wear masks. And that's the main thing. And then we're told that, you know, we're, uh, you know, we, we, we can sit next to each other, but then again, we don't have to sit next to each other. And when we, because we buy the tickets separately, they put like a social, um, two seats between us, social distancing, which is totally fine with us. You know, we don't need to sit next to each other. We're not gay. Right. So, so we said, fine. You know, we're, we, you know, we're, that, that's cool like that. And usually anyway, when we go to movies and it's not crowded, you, we usually like to spread out. And over there at Consolidated Theaters, they have those nice, you know, reclining seats and everything like that. You know, so we get into the movie, and then, <laughs> then during the movie, uh, I guess before the movie starts playing, they say you you have to wear your mask while you're watching the movie, and <laughs> and then on top of that, but you can take it off to eat or drink. But as soon as you finish eating or drinking, you have to put the mask back on. And and we're like, we're, we both said, well, we don't see the difference of that. I mean, if I'm actually eating something, and I think I might because my mouth is open, and you know, a piece of popcorn may fly over the the ledge and may hit someone there, and maybe I may spread COVID that way. But when I watch the movie, I'm not talking, right? So the spit won't be flying from my mouth, and um, you know, I I guess why would I need to have the mask on? So we didn't wear the mask at all. And I asked him, did you, did you wear the mask? And he, and he said, no, he, he kind of like had, had it hanging, hanging on his ear. And we both have asthma. So it's already, we already have low lung capacity than other people. So, so even for me, like, you know, like I, I, I have to, so I, I basically took my bandana off and, um, when I, during the movie when it was going on. Uh, other than that, the movies that were playing, uh, the reason why we saw Monster Hunter, it was more like, it was more like because that was the only thing that that we that we could see. Every theater in there, I mean, every theater in there was Wonder Woman eighty four. It was either Wonder Woman eighty four, and I think there was a Tom Hanks movie, which we said, "Screw Tom Hanks, we don't want to watch Tom Hanks." I think it was his Christmas movie or something. I don't want to watch that, right? And then, but and then there was this Monster Hunter thing, which we said, "Okay, you know, it looks pretty cool from the from the um, the." The, I guess the movie poster, it looked at it had a little Godzilla or trans, you know, I, it was a Godzilla, not Transformer thing. Why did I say Transformer? Godzilla or Rampage thing going on there. So we decided to go watch that movie. Anyway, so getting into the movie now. Uh, well, before I get into that, <clears throat> the theater, it wasn't, it wasn't too crowded either. I think there was maybe about a total of 10 people in there. And everyone was, was just spread out. There are some couples that are close together, um, but again, it was great. And I and I kind of like it when uh, with with this whole COVID thing, uh, because there was just it was an empty theater. You know, I hate I hate busy theaters. I hate it when I go there and people are laughing or or, or laughing so loud I can't when when a, when a joke comes on I miss the I miss the next you know couple minutes of dialogue. Or when people are talking and they're they're telling everyone, oh, you know, you know what's happening next? I know what's happening next, and you can you can hear them talking. Oh boy, it just drives me nuts when you have a director sitting next to you talking to their girlfriend or their boyfriend. Oh, anyway, anyway, those are my pet peeves when it comes to movies. Yeah, but anyway, 
So going now, we're going to go talk about the movies, or I'm going to go talk about the movie uh, Monster Hunter, and I will review this movie on my website, Scriptwriter Steve. And uh, so if you don't want to know about Monster Hunter, you can go ahead and exit right now. And I can tell you that you're really not missing anything because it's really not that great of a movie. We paid $15, $15 for it because we just missed going to the movies. I, don't, I think we got ripped off because that movie was pretty crappy. Uh, Keith told me he gave it a D. I would probably give it maybe an F. It's really not that great. Uh, even though Mila Jovovich is fun to watch because, uh, number one, I'm kind of used to her kicking ass because she's in those Resident Resident Evil movies. But, oh my God, there's just no story in here. And you know, from the get-go, uh, I guess what happens is that, I, I guess there, this movie is based upon a video game. And I guess if I played this video game, Monster, Monster Hunter, I would probably know what the hell is going on more. But I have a feeling... They took a lot of liberties with this as well. So Monster Hunters is almost like a, it's a free-range type of video game where you can kind of, a free-roaming video game where you can kind of just go around in this universe, right, free-roaming, and you end up killing monsters and you build weapons. After you kill one monster, apparently I think you can uh, level up your weapons so you can kill better monsters and, and or stronger monsters, and that's the whole universe. And then a lot of times you have to, to, to beat the game, you have to um, get the help of other players to beat monsters. And um, this, I guess, Monster Hunter, this movie, it kind of played along those that narrative right there of the video game, but very loosely. And as far as storytelling goes, the script writing and the directing was just flat out horrible. The acting was the best it could be. Uh, I would blame it all on the director and the screenwriter. There's, there's no story. There's, there's basically very little story here. Uh, you don't know. Uh, I think Mila Jovovich, Jovovich here. I'm looking at the IM, IM, IMDB um, database here. She plays a, a, a military, I think a, a ranger. Her name is Artemis. And um, she leads a group of U.S. soldiers, and, and they get teleported through a, an electrical storm, a very strong electrical storm, into another world, another dimension that is parallel to ours. So basically an alternate, alternate dimension where monsters um, basically roam the entire land. And they're all, it's all shot in a desert. So think Sahara Desert or something like that, where there's nothing but sand. And... Um, she gets stranded on this one rock and her entire crew gets basically killed. And, and she's fighting these, these uh, monsters that, that I can kind of compare to Starship Troopers. Remember, remember that movie Starship Troopers when there's just tons and tons of just insects and their weapons really don't do much against it. So that's the entire aspect of the story. And then she meets um, Tony Jaw in there who lives in that dimension and he doesn't speak like a lick of English. So about half of the movie you, you go through you go through it, there, there's the communication between the two is very it's very small. And for a big portion of the movie, they don't like each other. Um, in fact they're not they're they're trying to kill each other. <laughs> so so only I think midway through the movie do they team up and become friends. And but here's the thing. You spent half of this movie and your, I guess your 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 um your supporting actor doesn't speak any English, and 
he, he, he's not really telling the story. They make no attempt to try to tell the story of like how this alternate world got to be that way, how these animals got to be that way, what's the backstory of him, what's the backstory of her. You really don't know um, what their motivations are or, or anything. Like why the hell is she the way she is and why is it hell, you know, why is it, why is the way he is the way he is, right? And, um, and it's just pure action over an action over, I mean, action after action scene after action scene. And it, it seems to get very stupid after a while. I mean, I think at some points they're saying the only way to defeat this um, this dragon um, is to shoot it in the mouth before it before it actually um, spurts out fire. Well, that seems okay. That seems like some video game like, right? But they don't even explain why. And um, the whole movie is like that. I mean, it's just over like every scene. Every scene is like this after a while, and it seems like you're going to from one boss to the next and there's no end in sight and this is kind of what it's like when you watch resident uh, resident evil movies um resident evil if you play that video game the storyline is actually very very good but the movie sucks there, there's so little story within that movie so this is even worse than that um i, I actually enjoyed most of the resident evils this is hmm the script is bad, the directing is bad, the acting is the best it could be. The action scenes, I would say, uh, it's okay, but it's nothing we haven't seen before because we've seen really good CGI ever since since uh, Jurassic Park. Nothing's gonna blow you up, you know, blow you know, blow your socks off. Um, so I would say just pass on it. But other than that, it was great to watch a movie in a theater, but when I got out of the theater, I was like, eh, okay, you know, the movie going experience, I kind of missed it. But then once it was gone, it's like, huh, I think I got ripped off my $15. So I would say, uh, why don't you wait until you actually, uh, the good movie gets into theaters and then you can watch it and spend your money and be happy with it. The good thing about it, though, is that they didn't raise the prices too much. Um, I, I don't think they did. Uh, well, maybe it was, maybe it's because we went to see it yesterday. Maybe there was a discount, but... $15 for a reclined seat, you know, type of uh, movie is not that bad. But maybe their normal seating price, you know, during the normal time of the day, maybe it's a lot more expensive. Who knows? Maybe it's up to 20, 20 maybe it's up to $20. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, but the, but the, um, what was it? The, the, um, the food, the, the concessions, they were open. So the, I thought that was great. So, but anyway, that movie, hmm. Flat out sucked. Uh, I'll get more into it later on when I review it, when I do a uh, Scriptwriter Steve review on it. But not good, not good at all. Now, let's get into a little bit of, of politics right here because writing, storytelling in a movie and storytelling in journalism, it's pretty much the same thing. Except you can get, I think it's more forgiving when you watch a bad movie. You say, well, there's a lot of plot holes and everything which really don't make any sense. Like over there in... um. Over there in Monster Hunter, there are things that don't make any sense because Mila Jovovich, Jovovich, she shot these dragons or these monsters with a rocket, with a rocket, a rocket propelled grenade, right? A rocket launcher. I think that's the correct term. She shot the monster with a rocket launcher in its mouth and it didn't kill it. And then Tony Jaw comes around and shoots it with an arrow with a piece of dynamite next to it and it kills it. <laughs> what? You know, it's like, okay, maybe that can happen, but can you explain it? And then all of a sudden, you know, after at the end of the movie, they, they all have magical weapons. And how did that happen? 
They don't explain that stuff in the movie. But you, you can kind of forgive them because it's a movie. Now, you know, when you, now over to CNN, when, when they tell a lie, you really can't, you really can't forgive them because that's the news. They're supposed to be objective. And the New York Post, when they write an article, they're supposed to be objective. They're supposed to be right. Their editor, their, I guess, you know, their editor is supposed to, you know, make sure things are right. You know, the headline is right, but it's not. Okay, so why don't we get into this? I'm going to start with the New York Post right now. Okay, so the New York Post, I'm going to read for you the headline. This is what the headline says, right? Wife of Queen's Proud Boy arrested in capital plot wants a divorce. Okay, one more time. Wife of Queen's Proud Boy arrested in capital plot wants a divorce. So what, what you're kind of expecting from this article, right, is that Basically, the wife, the wife of the proud boy, right, who's from Queens, and who was arrested in the capital, uh, in a capital plot, wants a divorce. And you're kind of already thinking, well, this guy's a proud boy, right? And he was there at the Capitol, and he was, um, and the wife is uh, very mad at him for being part of that entire riot. But here's the first paragraph. Here's what the here's what the first paragraph says: the wife of the Queens. Wannabe Proud Boy was busted with a cache of weapons this week after allegedly making online threats tied to the U.S. Capitol riot. So, okay, so he's not part of the Proud Boys. He's a wannabe Proud Boy. All right? How do you like that? So he didn't even, he, he didn't even get into the club. That headline makes it as though he was part of the Proud Boys. Now, the second thing, the proud boy arrested in capital plot wants a divorce. Here's the thing. Okay, so hold on. I'm going to go down here. Go down here. Okay, here. Next paragraph. He didn't actually attend the D.C. siege and is not charged with participating in the violence at the Capitol or with making an online threat. What? (laughs) He didn't even go to D.C. and take place in the riot. What does this headline say? Wife of Queen's Proud Boy arrested in Capitol Plot wants a divorce. Fake news right there. Fake news. Absolutely fake news. All right. So, so, and get this, okay? So, this entire thing, this entire thing, she writes, you know, this wife of hers complaining, complaining, complaining how, how bad her husband is. Last paragraph tells a lot about her. She has already set up a GoFundMe page asking for $2 million, including to pay for the divorce and to sue President Trump and Parler, where her hubby is alleged to have made the threats. Okay. So, uh, what now? She's asking for $2 million for what? She's going to sue President Trump for what? Troop Sue Parler for what? That her husband can't think on his own? You know, President Trump never told anyone to go down there and riot. Never. If you looked at what he said, I went over this this uh, in a in a previous pod- podcast. He didn't say anything to inspire a riot, and this guy was looking to go down there and premeditate. He was going down there to cause trouble already, but apparently he for- his ride didn't show up. 
That's the only reason why he didn't make it. Apparently, that's what they say. That's what they say. But anyway, <laughs> that means he was he didn't listen to Trump's speech, and it didn't matter. They just they just had bad intentions from the beginning. This article was a bunch of BS, and that <laughs> wife. Oh my God, two million dollars. Give me a break. All right. All right. Next one. Um, we're talking about Don Lemon. And I'm going to play for you this clip right now off my computer. I have my cell phone on speaker right now, so hopefully this will catch. And then I'll hit pause uh, when the time is right. But they're talking about this. Um, this uh, I think he's a, a very far right-wing paranoid guy called... Peter Francis Stagger, and he was using, literally using the American flag to beat up a police officer. <laughs> that is not like any Trump supporter I ever know. This, I mean, of course, a Trump supporter could do it, but this is an isolated incident. You know, one person does not represent all. This is very isolated. So here we go. I'm going to play this, right? This guy's a trip. And now tonight, a large part of this country has been convinced by the lies of a desperate president and his far-right allies. They acted on the 6th of this month. And there are fears that they will act again. And I just want you to look at these pictures. Two men, two different flags. Two men who showed up in the service of this president's lies. One desecrating the nation's capital carrying a confederate battle flag all right so he cuts to one person who is carrying the um, confederate confederate flag through the halls of congress what does that mean nothing it absolutely means nothing people in the south like to carry the flag which symbolizes the south it doesn't symbolize the sl um, slavery for a lot of them it doesn't mean this person is a white nationalist. It doesn't mean that he wants to kill black people. None of that. Absolutely none of that. Don Lemon is jumping to conclusions. There's no proof of that. He's not desecrating anything. You know, he's just carrying the flag and saying the South is represented here. Now, I may be wrong, but the only thing we can draw from this picture is that he's carrying the Confederate flag in the halls of Congress. Now, that may trigger some, that may be disrespectful to some. He may actually be a white nationalist. He may be part of the KKK. But we don't know that from that picture. We just can't conclude that. So why are you broadcasting that? It's not honest journalism. He has to come out and say it like how I am. I don't know. He doesn't know. He could be a good guy or a bad guy. I don't know. But what they want to do is what they want to paint. They have an agenda. They want to paint Trump supporters like me as a white nationalist. Can you imagine that? Okay, I'm going to continue here. Hold on a second. One, desecrating the American flag itself, using it to beat a police officer. Okay. So in this weather picture, it's a very, very, very wide shot. And you see a lot of MAGA hats all around. And then you see one guy who is using a flagpole, a very thin flagpole, um, the one, and using the American flag to beat away a, um, a, a police officer with it. Not cool. And I tell you what, most Trump supporters, I would say about, I would say about every single Trump supporter that I know, 
for me, it's 100%. We love cops. And a lot of cops are Trump supporters. I have a lot of friends who are cops. They're all Trump supporters. A lot of military people I know, all Trump supporters. There's only a few that probably would fight. The few that would not vote for Trump probably voted for Libertarian or did not participate at all. But none of them voted for Biden. And I'll tell you that. That I know for sure. Biden, Biden flat out said he wants to defund the cops. Oh, he didn't use those words, you know, specifically. He said he wanted to, you know, transfer resources, which means to fund. Okay. Oh, Democrats and their words, right? So anyway, it's a wide shot. A lot of, just mag, a lot of MAGA, uh, MAGA hats on there, red MAGA hats. And then you see this narrow corridor leading to the, one of the entrance, this one stupid guy, Peter Francis Steger, you know, beating the cop with this, um, uh, with, with, with this American flag. That guy should go to jail for that. I, I completely, uh, um, that, that's disrespectful of the cop. You know, who the hell does he think he is, right? But here's what the thing is. Don Lemon is trying to paint all Trump supporters as that. As as triggered as these two guys are, or as one guy, as we know for sure. Wouldn't you rather someone kneel? Seems more respectful to me. Federal prosecutors charging Peter Francis Staker, saying that he is the man seen in that video beating a police officer with the American flag. So, in the last sentence, and just in case you missed it, he said, "Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you want them to kneel?" So this is no, another shot across the bow saying that, hey, kneeling isn't disrespecting the flag. Taking the, you know, you know, taking the flag and beating up someone up with it is a lot more disrespectful. <laughs> okay, true on both sides. I would much rather have a person take a knee, right? And a knee, it, it, it really depends why you take a knee, right? If a person, yeah, we have to always view it in context. Tebow used to take a knee in the end zone to pray, and the left had a problem with that. Antifa burns the flag, and the left has no problem with that. I think that's very disrespectful. Now, this guy who took the flagpole was using it to go beat up an officer. That's horrible, too. You know, there's no, disres- there's no level of disrespect. And here's the thing. When people take a knee during the Star Spangled Banner, that is much different because it's showing disrespect to the whole nation as a whole. The whole nation. Every single person, every, especially those who served. Because all you're asked when, you know, during the national anthem is to stand, take off your hat, stand at attention, and you don't even have to, have to put your, heart, your hand across your heart. They don't even ask you to do that. And it's just to show respect for your country. That's all. And the knee is to show disrespect for your country and to say your country sucks. And that's why everyone who's a patriot takes an offense to that, right? They're offended. They're saying, wait a minute, we love our country. That's the reason why we don't like it. Now, we, I, I see someone taking the flag and beating up a cop with it. I don't like it either as much. I think that guy should get punished. You know, that is not being patriotic at all. You know, you're beating up a cop. Right, you're beating up, and you're using the American flag to do that. That's a no. But would I want people to take a knee instead? Absolutely not. This right here is called reductio ad absurdum, and that's called comedy logic. It's basically when you reduce 
reductio ad, ad absurdum is, is basically a, a theory of logic where you reduce very logical arguments into absurdities and, de, and debate them on that level. And that's what journalists for CNN do. That's what Don Lemon does. The, the equivalent would be of me saying, well, I like to diet. And then the reductio ad absurdum equivalent, equivalent would be, oh, so you think you're, you're skinny and I'm not, and you think you, you're, you're better than me because you actually are dieting and I'm not? Oh, you know, you're not my friend. It's, that's how absurd, that's absurd logic. Now you can, it's okay when you do that to, when you use reductio ad absurdum in, in, a, in a, um, a form of comedy. You, you see comedians do that all the time. And that's why you see comedians commenting on politics all the time because, you know, they can, they know how to do that very well. Like, like John Stewart was on the comedy channel and he would make, and even, oh, um, who's that guy, like Colbert? He makes those, uh, before when he was on the com, I think he was on, he was on the comedy channel. Uh, he would be very good at making, um, uh, I guess making a, I guess a funny comment, uh, commentary. But now <laughs> they're being taken as serious, I guess very, very serious um, journalist. They're not. They're comedians. And they think that reductio ad absurdum, comedy lang language, comedy logic is, is actually valid. No, it's not. And, and, and that, that's what just basically gets to me. So, so again, we have CNN, New York Post here. They might as well be writing scripts over here for like, you know, Monster Hunter 2, to be honest. That's, what I, that's all I got for you guys right now. I um, think my brain is fried right now. It is about 30 minutes into this. I got to get to bed. I only, you know, I only have to take, I only can take like two minutes at a time with Don Lemon. I can't even take my 30 seconds at a time. He start, I, if I hit that play button again, I may punch a hole through my screen. Oh, then he'll say, the, again, oh, Steve is like, you know, you know, wants violence and he wants to punch, what do you call, like, you know, beat, beat, beat him up and everything like that. That's the reductive ad absurdum argument, right? The absurd art. You know, again, you reduce you reduce a logical statements or rhetoric to absurdities and take them too serious. That's what they do. And by the way, that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. They're trying to impeach Trump on comedy logic. When Trump actually said, be like a boxer, you know, fight like a boxer, except a boxer doesn't fight with his hands tied behind his back, but be peaceful. And they say, oh, he says fight like a boxer, so he means go punch a cop in the face. <laughs> like, no, he did not say that. View it in complete context. I don't think anybody who listened to him thought, wow, I think Trump said we should punch them in the face like a boxer. Let's go do it. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Do you think we're that dumb? One more thought. <laughs> I was on Facebook um, just this past day, and... Uh, on some other person's like timeline, I'm not going to say who they were, and uh, I, I basically say, as a hundred percent Chinese, I support Trump. And then someone wrote, "You racist chink." <laughs> I was like, "I'm a racist chink." Isn't that statement racist itself? Yeah, I, I didn't get offended by it at all. Like I actually started laughing. You know, I'm not one. You know, people can call me all the names. 
they want, right? And a lot of times, I, I would say the only times which I've ever been called anything really bad, like you yellow stupid person, you chink, you this, you slant eye bastard, was from the left when they found out I supported Trump. <laughs> they wanted to kill me and murder me and oh my god they're like yeah i'm a disgrace to my family and I said, oh my whole family supports trump oh all you guys should go straight to hell you little chick bastards <laughs> like oh you slant eye little stupid trump supporters oh boy this is the left now again just because one person or two people or three people said that it doesn't mean it applies to everyone on the left but i can tell you they really don't like it when a minority supports trump and when a minority supports Trump, it makes a very strong, valid argument. I have another friend over in Australia. Her her mother, I mean, she's half she's half um, half Korean and half white, and her mother, who is Korean, fully supports Trump. And then her mother is scared to post anything on Facebook pro Trump because people would just attack her. And it's true. A lot of people. I have a lot of friends of mine who are like um, pro Trump, and they say, "Steve, I you know I love what you wrote on top of there." But I can't like it because my coworkers would just attack me. I have I had some friends who flat out deleted their whole Facebook page because they just can't handle it. They they can't handle handle the just the the venom coming from the left and their own friends. It is just crazy. Apparently, apparently, I, I'll tell you this: when the left. They don't care about morals or anything. And I mean, I made this argument the other day, but I'll make it again. They really don't care about morals. If they did, then they wouldn't have voted for Joe Biden. So I, I was, I was, we're in the car, me and my friend Keith, right? And I, I was telling the story of Tara Reid. Not Tara Reid, the celebrity Tara Reid, who's the, I think she played Sabrina the Witch here in America. But this is Tara Reid. Um, she was Joe Biden's former secretary. Now, not a secretary, former aide. And during this time when she was an aide, Joe Biden had cornered her in a hallway and then he put his hands down her pants and penetrated her. Dude. And then she pulled away. And guess what he said? Come on, man. You're nothing to me. And, and he would always do... That's, that's that's typical Joe, right? And then on top of that, she said he said that he would go around putting his hands on all the girls' shoulders and smelling their hair. Oh my god! And then so I told I, I told Keith about this, right? And he's like, "Holy crap!" And and Keith is a Trump supporter, so so Pitmaster Keith is like, "This is really bad." He did he didn't even hear about this, right? And he said that why why didn't the the left like the the um jump all over this because you know this is huge. Remember when Trump had his had his um the women who actually you know accused Trump of like um all the, all these uh, rape and sexual harassment and all those different types of things, and uh, every single one of one of them their stories have basically been you know debunked like legitimately legitimately debunked because all of them they can't there's so many plot holes in them and um but anyway <laughs> those women their stature got raised they have actually gotten book deals and they got they got to be on TV and everything like that interviews interviews there and this woman Tara Reed to get her story out she had to appear on 60 minutes Australia she couldn't, not even 60 Minutes America. It was 60 Minutes Australia. They were the only ones willing to do a, to do a piece on her. Everyone else just said, nope, we're going to, you know, so we're going to, we're going to not, not what do you call it, hear it. You know, Joe Biden is a candidate. 
get this, in that 60 Minutes episode, her own friend who she confided to in 1995, and her own friend says, oh, she 100% believes that, um, that, uh, that Joe Biden actually raped, um, sexually harassed her and everything like that. She said 100% it happened. And then the interviewers asked, well, are you still going to vote for Joe Biden? She goes, yes, I am, because Donald Trump is that bad. <laughs> so here's a guy who sexually harassed your friend. You know he did, and you're still going to vote for him. <laughs> and, then, and then the interviewer says, what, is, what does Tara Reid think about that? She said, oh, well, she's very upset. Um, she doesn't like it at all. She thinks it's disrespectful. Heck, yes, disrespectful. <laughs> what are you thinking? So again, where's your moral? Where's your morals? I swear, I don't care. If Donald Trump sexually harassed one of my good friends, I would not vote for them. Even if he, if he was the right candidate, which I believed in all of his policies, I would not vote for him at all. <laughs> because that guy's a pig. Right? And if any of those things were true, what he did to women, if any of those things that, that Donald Trump is accused of, of doing, which is, you know, out of this world disrespectful, um, I wouldn't vote for him. But I took a look at every single allegation, and I tell you what, things don't make any sense at all. Some of these allegations, I think there's one writer who said, oh, um, they, they had sex in a, in, a, in a dressing room at this very high-end place. <laughs> and the high-end place... You look at the you look at the dressing rooms there. You can see the feet and everything like that. You change basically right there in front of everyone. You would think that people having sex within this very thin door, people could hear. <laughs> like really, you know, there's security footage right there. You think somebody would say, "Hey, wait a minute, Mr. Trump, you shouldn't be having sex in here." Nobody, nobody knew that they were having sex in, in the dressing room. Really? Come on, tell a better lie. Really. Okay, I better go now. I can keep talking now, but then I better go. All right, people. If you made it this far, thank you very much. If you checked out when I started talking about Monster Hunter, sorry about that. Um, apologize for playing Don Lemon on top of here. That guy's an idiot. <laughs> I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye.